Weekly Podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 8 is here, and that means it's time to talk about the first week of the high school sports season, Fall 2022. For those new to the podcast or just to give a refresher, I will start each week on the podcast by talking about what I saw in the past week, which games I covered, and what my takeaways were. Then I'll talk about what we plan to cover at Channel 1450 in the coming week. And finally, we'll have a guest. This week's guest is my boss, Newhoff Media Springfield's general manager, Kevin O'Day. He joins me later to talk about the history of the company and how Sports Radio 1450 got started and continued to grow. And we get to a little bit of the history of Channel 1450. Now, let's talk about what's coming up. Plenty of previews coming up to wrap up this week. As we start games on Monday, we'll get to some soccer and some volleyball in the coming days. On Monday, we get started with Leonard Bowl Week Prep. Yep, that's right. That starts week one. On Monday, what games will we be trying to get? Well, we will keep an eye on Lincoln at SHG Volleyball, South County at Williamsville Volleyball, and Normal West at Rochester Soccer. On Tuesday, we get started with Central State 8 matchups, and there's some good ones. SHG at Rochester Soccer and SHG at Rochester Volleyball, both on Tuesday, both big games. Glenwood at Jacksonville Soccer and Volleyball is also pretty darn good. Lutheran High Volleyball will be out South County on Tuesday and St. Teresa Volleyball at Pleasant Plains. That's a big 2A matchup. On Wednesday, we will be filming Fantasy Football Week 1 as well as you pick them for Week 1. And then next Thursday, we have football. That's right. Athens is at Pittsfield on Thursday night. That's a 7 p.m. start. We will talk about the Week 1 Friday slate next week on the podcast when we have Ken Leonard, our special guest, on. That's in preparation for Leonard Bowl 13, the final regular season matchup. Rochester at SHG Football Week 1, August 26. Make sure you make plans to get there early. Now, let's talk about this week's guest. He is my boss, and he's a great guy that I consider a friend. He does so much for the Springfield area when it comes to sports I thought it'd be good to have him on. Here is Kevin O'Day. A special guest this week. I'd like to welcome in Kevin O'Day. For those who uh, follow Channel 1450, you may have been at the award show and saw that it was Kevin O'Day Day about a month ago. Uh, that was celebrating you and 40 years in the industry in Springfield, correct? Uh, correct. 40, 40 years, years here. In Springfield. Uh, I'm, uh, You've done it much I'm about my 44th year. Okay. But 40, 40 here. Okay. So that's where I want to start uh, is... Um, with you were barely a twinkle uh, yeah you weren't even a twinkle no, probably i was right. not i was not um so yeah i kind of want to go back to that and start there what uh what's your background in the industry how did you get started let's start with your high school where'd you go to high okay school? went to uh ironic enough shg sister school marion catholic up in chicago heights illinois run by the dominicans that run shg and, and it was all boys no, that was we were close. Okay, okay. fourteen hundred yeah. back in the early seventies. Got out of there in seventy three. Continued my Catholic education up at Marquette okay. in Milwaukee. Best, I say, best four years of my life. But I think college, if you college, should be the best four years of anybody's life. And I'm not counting family and stuff. But I'm just saying. And Milwaukee was a great town, and we had fun, and we won the national, you know, back then, as is now, Marquette was a basketball school, we yeah. had a football, and we won the NCAA title my senior year, Al McGuire, legendary coach That's and awesome. broadcaster, his last year, we we won, that yeah. was a lot of fun, down at the Omni in Atlanta. Nice. So, so what did you study? I was in uh, marketing with a minor in uh, broadcast journalism. Okay, so what did you want to do? What was your idea? I wanted to be on the radio, being a sports play-by-play yeah. guy. So the, did you have any experience then with the basketball team at that time? Or? No, I interned at uh, right near our campus was the CBS TV affiliate that also had an AM and an FM. So it was WISN, AM, FM, TV. So we had an internship program, and I got the internship to work there one year, and I quickly found out if you wanted to... Uh, you know, make money. You really needed to be on the sales end of things. Yeah. So, you know, I worked like an election one night. I mean, I, I liked it and stuff, but I, uh, so I concentrated then on sales there. And that's, uh, got out of there in 70, May of 77 and uh, came down here in January of 78. Worked out at 
in Spalding at Midwest Family, who still owns those stations, WMAY. And when I came here, there were only five stations in the whole market, three AMs and two FMs. That was it. Now there's 14. But I had Central Illinois roots a little bit because of my folks, but I'd never really been south of Lincoln, Illinois. I had relatives in Lincoln. So when I came down here, and I knew not one person. I interviewed. They hired me. And came down in uh, yeah beginning of '78, so I was yeah that's I've been here since since then. So worked across there, St. Louis for a year. Yeah, uh, learned a lot. Did not care for St. Louis uh, too what big station? too big of a market. KWK, which was at the time, gave uh, Casey a pretty good run. That yeah. was when Casey was really strong, but KWK was a really good rock station. Okay. But. Stayed for about a year and then came back here. Yeah, why'd you come back here? The I knew the guys here. They called me. They knew I wasn't real happy living down there. Yeah, um, and offered me a position here and came back here. And then that was to the Springfield area. Yeah, moved back here and been here ever since. In in May of '82, I came back here and started at what station or what job here as just a salesperson. Okay. And at that time, what stations were here? Only WCVS AM 1450 okay. and yeah. WFMB FM 104.5. Okay. So that was it. Just those that two. was it. Yeah. And then in '85, and I you did, were selling. No selling radio for that. Okay. Calling on great clients that yeah. we still have on the air now, like Staff Carpet yeah. and and others. Yeah. Um, and then in '85, I became sales manager in this office where we're sitting because Jeff same Newhoff, building and everything. Same building. Okay. Oh yeah. Jeff Newhoff was here as GM, and then in '90, he. Um, okay, I was won. finally alive okay. on the timeline. Let's put it that way. I was finally. Oh my alive. God! What year were you born? '88. Oh my God! Jeez. <laughs> so then, um, in '90, he moved into an office outside of the building. Yeah. And I became GM and moved into that office across there where I've been at ever since. So then we tragically, you know, lost him. Yeah. I mean, down the road after that. But so, yeah, so um, that was December of 90, December 7th, which, if you know your history, is a famous day. Yeah. Um, I became GM, December 7th of 90. Yeah. And at that point, did you say, okay, this is where I'm living for a very long time? Or it, well, have- we had ki- I had two kids then, little, and I was very happy, great friends, loved what I was doing. Had a couple opportunities to move on. Yeah. One of them was in 98, is the, the main one I remember. Had an opportunity to go over to Champaign-Urbana and run the uh, U of I affiliate over there, which are good stations. They were owned by the News Gazette, the yeah. uh, family that owned the paper from out in San Diego. And got off of that, looked at homes, was sort of ready, I thought, and then... A uh, freshman and a seventh grader, sophomore and a seventh grader, and when we sat down, yeah. you know, those are hard ages to move. So I don't regret it. Yeah. You know, I, that was at the right at that time was when um, Jim Turpin, who had done the Illinois games for a long time, who was from Springfield, um, and he was running the station, still doing U of I play-by-play football, basketball. He was getting set to retire. And I would have sort of had a role. The university signs off on all that. But I sort of would have had a role in choosing the next guy, who then became Brian Barnhart, who's doing it now. Wow. Yeah. As a, It's crazy you say that as a freshman, because that's when my parents moved us from Kansas to here. Yeah. Was, I was, was, I was probably, a freshman year going into my yeah. sophomore year. So, yeah. I think it was in not high fun. school, it's hard. I'm, I'm glad I, you didn't do it. Right. it was I, I know people that have moved their kids in high school, and it's difficult. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. So, anyway, so now I'm here. You know, yeah. So. What, what was kind of the appeal to go to Champagne? Was it just kind of that bump to college and, you know, a different challenge? It would have been the co- because it was an AM and an FM. The AM had been the longtime flagship of U of I. Yeah. Forever, and that appealed to me. You know, co- big college, you know, Big Ten school yeah. college program, and then they also had an FM, a really good, a strong adult contemporary FM. And at that time too, it was just them, uh, Saga, who competes with us here. They have the big country station over there, and there was only one other, another set of stations. So just three. You know, there weren't a lot of stations yeah. there, but the, you know, and Champaign was a good, you know, college town. 
white collar, you know, a good market, like like here, same type of thing. Not a lot of industry over there. So when you take over GM here, still only two stations? Only two stations. In 96, we added, we bought 96.7, which is licensed to Verdon. And we bought that from Randy Miller, moved, uh, well, you know, moved the studios here. Uh, eventually then moved the tower from just adjacent to 55 down in Vernon. We moved it over into technically right on the edge of Loami and Auburn to yeah. improve the signal. And that was sort of funny because um, just prior to us buying that, that's where the SHD football games originally were on. And wow. Sam yeah. did the games on there for a couple of years. And then uh, that owner, who I still know, sort of got upset with me when I pursued Sam in 92 when he came to do SHG when he was still teaching up at Lincoln. Oh. So he was calling the games on 96.7 and yeah, he bought it. And right. But yeah. the, it really it was a, it wasn't a great signal. It was only yeah. 3,000 and it just didn't get in here. But they were, yeah, they, he did the games on That's there. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So that part of the appeal was, you know, you saw... For, for him, you well, mean? No, what was the idea for you of getting 96.7? Okay, well, at the time it was just, then the industry was loosening up. On a, see, for a long time, all you could have was 1 a.m. and 1 f.m. Oh. We're, you know, we are, um, I don't want to say governed, but we're, we're at Federal Communications Commission. You know, we're licensed through them, yeah. and that was the rule. Uh-huh. You could have total 7 AM, 7 FM, 7 TVs across in the country. Oh, like across. Because yeah. in, in, in one, one yeah. you're right. And, yeah. But in, like here, you can only have one and one. Mm. So then they relaxed that. And then we, so we saw an opportunity there. And when we did, okay, when we bought that, that's when we moved oldies. We were still playing music on 1450. Yeah. And we moved the oldies from there to the FM. And that yeah. became oldies 96.7 and then that spawned the beginning on 1450 of doing all sports like we had espn provided they had tony bruno and a couple other guys just on the weekends yeah and then they brought in the fabulous sports babe just weekday mornings it was a and then once they went 24 7 then we went all sports but we used to have sort of a combination of Sports and satellite music in yeah, there. Yeah. It was so, but that. But we started grip. The first thing we did was SHG football in the fall of '92. Yeah, and then we did a little basketball because it was only Sam. It was Sam and wasn't even Roop at first, but then it became Sam and Roop, especially on basketball. And um, but Sam was still working in Lincoln, so he but he lived here, so he, he retired in '95, and then when he retired. In the uh, fall of 96, we started the morning show. Yeah. And then that's when Tim Schweitzer, John Levin, Coley Cowan, they left WTX across town, and they came here. And then that's when we were able to start doing another CS8 game on a Friday yeah. night or you know, and a lot more basketball. And then that we became full yeah. time mean, sports in the midnight. I think it took to so say, that's really the beginning of sports radio right. in Springfield. Yeah. Which for you, and yeah, for this station, right? And which at the time, you know, the score was twenty four seven in Chicago, six seventy. Yeah, but there weren't, you know, it was sort of a new format, and so we, I sort of saw that and thought, you know, we have because the other two AMs here were strong news talks. There was no point because yeah. music by then was off of the AM yeah. back for the most part, yeah. and so we had to do something different. Yeah. So, and it's a good sports town. Yeah. You know, so that's well. That's that kind of what I. What yeah. did you see as that opportunity? Because, like you said, you know, you have the opportunity to start the morning show with Sam, mm-hmm. but also the SHG football, and you had to see on the sales side of things that that was a draw, that that was an opportunity. Um, but then, how did that go with saying, okay, Tim, come over, Chloe, come right. over, and and you kind of started to build that team. Of, mm-hmm. Okay, this is how we're going to take over. Right. Uh, I, in all honesty and very transparent, the whole reason for SHG football was the uh, number of alumni here in town that yeah. owned businesses or were decision makers, had money to spend. Yeah. That was totally all about revenue. Mm-hmm. And because Tim and John and Coley and others, uh, Packelhofer was there not doing play-by-play, but they already were doing 
high school sports. Yeah. But, you know, they would do a Lanfear Southeast, a Lanfear... You know, I saw, okay, let's just hone in on SHG and yeah. do that exclusively. And that's what we did for about three three or four years. We were just we did the nine SHG games and then their playoff games. And then we did some basketball throughout. So we would run into those guys. Yeah. And then what happened was a great guy, great broadcaster, um, well, he had sold TAX and DBR at the time and YMG. Sold them to Saga, a, a publicly traded company. And they came in and made some changes. Yeah. And it was going to mean they weren't going to do as much sports. or They were going to change things up. So I knew those guys. And they called me, or Tim called me, and said, Hey, you know, this is what's happening. And we'd like to talk to you. They talked to, uh, they talked to me. Yeah. And they talked to MAY, Tom Kushak. Met him here on a Sunday night. Their last broadcast was the state finals from Peoria basketball in March of, I guess that would have been 96. Yeah. And then met with them on a Sunday night. And that, that following week, uh, got agreement. And then I think they, I think we did a couple baseball playoff games with them. But then, but then in the fall, we yeah. started where every Friday, we did an SHG game on the AM, and then we started, I think it was right then, we started doing a, another city game yeah. on the FM on 96.7. I think we've been doing them that long on there, yeah, or shortly thereafter. And then, but then, so we could do more, and then what we really could do was more basketball. Yeah. Because Sam didn't want to be doing, you know, I mean, you know, we were able just to do a lot, you know, Sangamon County Tournament, you know, all we did a we do a lot of basketball games. Yeah. yeah. So that so those was, guys have been here what? Ninety Paul came in ninety five, ninety six, you know, twenty five years. Yeah. So where was SHG football at in terms of the rise of that program oh, at that point? When, no, they did it kind of time up pretty well? Or? Yeah, well they were already I didn't you know, when I came to town, I mean I knew about them, but my you know, kids were little, they went to Catholic school, but I knew the success of the program. I didn't follow it super close. But no, when we when we started doing their games, I mean, we did a we did a. Uh, I vividly remember on a cold Friday night, Thanksgiving weekend of '95, we did their uh, state championship game against. Um, oh my gosh, Providence New Lenox Catholic up there that uh, can uh, they got beat that night. So they were they were good. I mean, they, you know, Derek and the. This is, I just wrote, it's our 32nd year this year. They, I, I want to say only one, it was either 99, it was either 98 or 99. Glenwood won a state championship in 98 with a really good team because if SHG was in the playoffs, they went out early because I remember we then did Glenwood. Yeah. We followed Glenwood to, oh man, we went up to that great stadium in Riverside. Uh, Brookfield, uh, not Gately, but one of those that a lot of schools play at. And they beat um, Fenwick. Then we went to Geneseo with them, and they beat the Glenwood won a Geneseo. And then I didn't go to the championship game. I was listening to it. It was at Champaign. Yeah. I can't remember. They beat Bishop Mack maybe in 98. Yeah. yeah, they had a great team. But that was good because SHG, that was the one year they worked out. Yeah. yeah, it worked out. And then after that, They've never missed the playoffs, I don't think. Huh. They? I don't think so. Yeah. So when Tim and John and yeah, Chloe cool. come, come to you, mm -hmm. at that point, could you see how good they were? I mean, because that was for people who don't, people oh. who listen to Tim now, they know how good he is. Was he that good? Oh. Then? I mean, yeah, they were. Very, was that just yeah, like, they were they were the sports high school because so you knew once that happened that I you could, were gonna that we were gonna we be could the, dominate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I remember when I first came to town in '78. Uh, on 1450, they were they were doing high school football and basketball. Then, with uh, you'd have to be uh, fairly uh, mature with listening to this. But Tony Trent and Bob Murray used to, and I remember them doing yeah. it because when I came here in '82, uh, Murray was still. I knew her, him from well, from MAY. He worked there, and then to here, and they did they did a lot of football too. Yeah. But we always we never. 
you know, doing SHG, we were never where TAX was for the most part, unless it might have been a SHG Springfield high game or something. Yeah. You know, um, we would try, and, and in basketball the same way, we'd sort of compare schedules. Yeah. And no sense in doing no, the same game, even, you know, yeah. when there's so many schools. Yeah. So, yep. At what point did the radio station expand to 997? And- oh, and then we, that was, we added um, the fourth station, WXAJ 99.7 started as a kiss fm and then went to uh, the mix um that was 2000 okay we the signal became available a frequency down in beautiful uh litchfield yeah. hillsborough litchfield and the towers and uh i know you're very familiar with the bustling metropolis of harville um the tower sits right there opposite the post office yeah. and we added that that's got a big signal yeah. And we were able to add that. We That's when Clear Channel owned us, which was a big, big broadcasting outfit. And they were buying up open frequencies. Yeah. And we bought it from a guy down in, oh, God, I think he lived in maybe Flora, in, somewhere in southern Illinois. Yeah. Bought it. And, again, all we bought was a transmitter and a signal. You know, you really bought a frequency and a signal. Yeah. And it took, you know, but that station's uh, done very well. So we've had so that's twenty two years for that now yeah. too. Yeah. So you have the radio stations. At what point do you start saying, okay, we can do stuff like the press box with guys like yeah. Tate, right. who was another sports writer that you kind right. of took, like. Now you have Dave, and now you have Rourke right. and all those guys. Yeah. But like, group. Yeah, you know, we were doing the Saturday morning thing, ten to noon with. Um, so Sam did nine to. Nine to noon. Oh, then we did a sports talk show with John, Coley, and Tim yeah. from 10 to 11. And then we had the sports writers with Rupert, Robert Burns. Yeah. It was really just those two. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I'm trying to, I think I, we saw an opening. So we were doing Sam's show in the morning, and that was really the only live thing we were doing outside of our noon show with uh, Peggy Kay and then Steve Bridge, the agribusiness thing. We thought, you know, why not? We were running network stuff in the afternoon. Why not do something in afternoon drive? And I'll tell you how that happened was we started a relationship with the SJR where um, we, when and it's still true today, probably shouldn't be, but when we would do, we would when we opened up our newscasts on any station, today's top story in the SJR. Yeah. So we promoted that. They put stuff about us on their website and in the paper, like ads and yeah. stuff. And then I don't know who came up with. I don't. I don't. I really don't think it was me. We said, well, why not do this press box show and uh, utilize? I went to then Barry Locker yeah. and Robert Pope down at the paper, and I said, hey. Well, how about this? And so we put, and, and you know, we were sort of late to that game because in bigger markets on TV and radio, there were sports writers on the radio. Yeah. Sports, yeah. You know, that was already going. Well, I mean, we were doing the Saturday morning thing. Yeah. So why not expand that every day? And when that started, our agreement was everyone, that Monday through Friday was going to be strictly people from their oh. sports department. Yeah. And then about two weeks prior to, they called me and said, eh, we're not so sure we want to have them out. You know, they, they still need to be working. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm like, ugh. But it, they agreed to Larry Tate and Don Trello. Okay. They did Monday and Mondays. And then I, had, I got John Levin agreed to do Tuesdays. I'm going to miss here. But we were... Yeah, Robert and Robert Burns. Oh, you know what was it? It may have been Levin and Burns. Oh, jeez. But I, we were able, and then Roop, they let do Thursday and Friday. I forget yeah. who did Wednesdays. But, oh, no, Roop did Fridays. We were stuck. Uh, Chris McLeod and I did Thursdays yeah. from down at Sammy's Sports Bar downtown. And then I did it with Bridge. I did it for quite a while just because we didn't have enough people. Yeah. When Because we were going to use... Well, no, Larry, Larry, we're going to use Tate, Trell, Burns. You know, I don't think Robert, Robert only did Saturday mornings. Uh, There were some other guys down there that were, I think Dave King maybe was going to do it, Root, and they cut us back. But we had already announced it. We were already going to do it. Yeah. So So, I already sold it and advertised it. Yeah, yeah. So we just went with it. It may have been, 
It may have been closer than two weeks out when I got that phone call yeah. from down there. But somebody higher up said, eh, you know, that was still when, you know, instead of working well, together. Well, Barry was a very forward recipe. Yeah. He right. was a very, like, forward thinker. Right. Seemed but like he would have that conversation with you of, yeah, yeah let's do this right. because it's an opportunity yeah. to share. And um, now, I mean, how, <laughs> how eager was Roop to be on the radio when he first started? No, he was good because, see, he was already on doing those basketball games yeah. with Sam. Yeah. He only did basketball. I don't think Roop did do football because we had color guys with Sam on Griffin, Mike Nardini, uh, Wayne Strader. We had color guys with Sam all the way through, so Roop didn't have to do that. Yeah. So so then when you see, okay, we're doing football, we're doing basketball, mm-hmm. we're doing some baseball, and we're doing four to six every day and right. the morning show. Right. It's like, Saturday, so. as a GM, at what point were you like, this, we're, we're comfortable. Like we have, we have something built here where this is our niche and we're not only dominating the sports side because, like you said, there's no other morning sports talk. Mm-hmm. That's it. But like at what point in those late 90s, probably 2000s, did you say – Okay, this building's full. Like we've done, right. we've done plenty. Yeah. Well, in um, mid, early to mid two thousands, I had a whole plan to where this we were going to add on to this out the front, out the side, and because we were strapped for room. Yeah. And um, that I had the plans and everything from an architect, but then um, Clear Channel decided to only hold on to their larger markets. So then that's when there was a big sell-off. Yeah. And luckily enough, which was very unusual, our previous owner who had sold us to Clear Channel, which was, well, the the predecessor of what became Clear Channel, that was a smart move at the time. I never, I never faulted him because when the industry deregulated, there was a lot of money to be had by smaller operators to sell their stage. So that's what they did. But then Jeff called me because he still we had stations here and in Danville yeah. he held on to Danville okay. and I would so I would always see him and yeah. my former wife worked for him and he called me when he said you know what I might buy you guys back and I'm like ooh I'm not sure they'll just uh, they wanted to sell like they wanted to sell us Marion Carbondale Springfield Missouri wow. uh, there was one other one you know as a they were trying to re- yeah. sell them off regionally. Yeah. But they, they ended up uh, plucking this, doing this separately to him. So we went back with him. And then we no sooner he bought us back than we bought a group in, ta- in uh, Decatur. Yeah. And then he passed. And after he passed, we bought Bloomington and Lafayette, Indiana. Yeah. Um, but I knew then. But see, we were at four stations. We were maxed out with the FCC, too. Yes. Now, we could have done some. Swapping with, like, you know, sell one of ours to somebody else, you know, in the market and get a stronger yeah. or something. But that never, that never happened. But not only did had we added through my t- early, you know, through my years, but the other two groups added frequencies also. Yeah, yeah. So right now we're pre- we're maxed out, and now we also have, you know, then all of a sudden here came the FM translator. So. You know, all three AMs in this town, like we have 92.3, everybody has an FM translator. Yeah. Now, they don't boom out no. as far, but they do give you better Clear, coverage yeah. at night yeah. and stuff. So so when that happens and you realize, okay, like the company that owns us also has Bloomington, like you said, mm-hmm. Decatur, Danville. Um, how different of a format is that compared to where you're like, okay, we're on our own. Yeah. And now it's like... We have to be working with them, but also yeah. Well, that's is there an, a competition. No, that no, that's saying? an advantage because yeah. we like we're now with technology, we're able to use some of their people to voice spots, vice versa. This morning, right in this room, our sales meeting is with the people in Bloomington to try to help them. Yeah, you know, it's we all work together. There's no, and it helps. We have a lot of accounts that like. There's people in this building who have an account here in town, well, if they have locations in Bloomington and Decatur, which, you know, a lot of, you know, like Lazy Boy. Yeah. Like our gal here sells Lazy Boy into Bloomington and Decatur Mm -hmm. so that she makes more money. It's easy for them. They don't have to deal with somebody in each town. So there's that. There's a lot of advantages to having a, you know, being right around in central Illinois together. As a GM of a radio station, Mm -hmm. How competitive would you say that you are as a person? 
Well, I think when I was younger, I was a lot more competitive. I think as you get older, you just sort of... I'm competitive. I mean, I used... You know, there was a time when if I heard somebody on another station advertising and we didn't have them, I didn't get mad. I would just say, hey, are we talking to them? Or do they know our story? We can help them. I'm all for... Hey, I'm all for... Uh, and that, But that's changed because... For many, many years, our competition was the newspaper. Yeah. The newspaper used to take out, for every dollar we got, they got five or more. So, you know, there'd be our, you know, the five, you know, the three groups had five stations total. And there was the monolithic paper. You know, they, it was, yeah. that was our real, I always, that was hard for people to understand. To me, it was always the paper. And, yeah. and when I, the early GMs at those other two groups were friends of mine, and they knew that. So we all, we never went after each other. We went, you know, we went for paper money because yeah. that was, they were making, and that was true all over the country, Yeah, you know. But then once they started to go, you know, trend down, you know, then, yeah, I mean, I'm competitive. But, you know, we're sort of unique in that, okay, nobody else has a sports format. For a long time, you know, our our big station, all our stations are great, but our big one is 104.5. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. And forever, we were very lucky. There was never a country competitor here until, yeah. I'm not sure, 10 years ago maybe. Uh, we were lucky because even Peoria, Bloomington, yeah. Decatur, they all had two country stations, which I always knew two could make it. It yeah. wasn't. Yeah. And then there was, there was a third for yeah. Then there was a third for a while. Yeah. Um, but... Um, I yeah no I'm uh, to answer I'm, I'm I'm still competitive but I don't think I I am like I was yeah when well, you're younger also like you said it's changed a lot as it has what we all have our niches is. now for the most part. but I mean sales is always going to be sales when you're selling yeah radio advertising mm-hmm. um, so what you haven't even asked about channel four okay all right okay I wanted to give you the chance right, to get that to back do the build up because right. I've always I never really heard that story of like Tim. How you got? Oh, involved. okay, yeah, that's that's an interesting. I think that, and that's something that he won't talk about because he doesn't talk, like to talk about himself, right? And you know, Tim, uh, he started at WTX when he was at Springfield High. Yeah, and Tim was a 1976 graduate. I know other. That was a very, I don't want to say famous, but a noteworthy class because there were other, and I know some other people from that class that went on to do wow, yeah. big stuff. I, Andy Van Meter was in that class. Um, and some other guys that did a lot. Um, and he was very loyal to WT at Tim was and to Shelby Harbison, a legendary broadcaster yeah. who owned that. But once Shelby sold it, then because I sort of teased him, I'm pretty sure uh, he's now been here because 70, yeah. So if he started there in 76 or yeah. 70, I think he was, you know, high school, maybe when he was a junior, maybe yeah. But he's now been here longer than, wow. but he was full-time. Yeah. Tim did morning news, yeah. sports, he did everything. Yeah. They all, all three did. Coley did sports on WIB. It was so funny to listen to, you know, top 40 station. Coley would be on yeah. sports in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, but I was always pretty good, uh, pretty close to those people. At, on South, they were over on Dirksen Park uh-huh. at the time. They were good guys. Um, so he's been actually here longer than he's been. Uh-huh. I remind him of that sometimes. Yeah, I don't. I think it's fair to say. When I could be wrong here, but I don't think that Kirker would have came to you back when he did mm-hmm. if it wasn't for guys like Tim and Rube and John building the reputation of fourteen fifty as the sports mm-hmm. at the time. So, at also at the time when Kirker. Leaves twenty, and he's a what needs mid twenties. Yeah, needs a job. He does it like at that age and at that time. You, I mean, TV was king. Oh yeah, yeah especially yeah, yeah. in this area. Yeah, so, no, yeah, TV. What do you remember about that conversation, and how did that go when he's coming to you from twenty, saying, "Hey, I got an idea." Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that okay. When he first came. He had not been offered, I believe, I could be wrong, and he could correct me on this. They, you know, TV operates on contracts mm-hmm. with their people. And I believe they were not going to renew his contract, I think. He was the weekend guy. Bose was the Monday through Friday. Yeah. And yeah, you're right, Young. And I knew him. I, I can't remember. I, maybe just seeing him at stuff. I don't know. But I, got, I knew him a little bit. And he called me one day and said, hey, 
looking for a job. And, and you know, the first place I always think of, or the easiest place to put somebody, for the most part, is in sales. Yeah. And I said, well, I got an opening in sales. And he took that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I can't remember how, how long it was. It was a little while. But he, I, he wasn't, I knew he was never going to probably stay in sales. Yeah. Or, but, I mean, he was good. But then what happened was, and I think it would have been football, football season, maybe the whatever, I forget when he joined us, but the subsequent football yeah. season. We had a website, sportsradio1450.com, same yeah. as we still do. And he started to, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe what he started to do, he was able to do some blogging on there, like on a Friday night. And he, so he would go to a game, I think, you know, and he just started to put stuff up. It's yeah. very happenstance. Yeah. And it just started to get some traction. It was sort of, you know, we, you know that was still... You know, he was just writing. Right? Yeah, he was just writing. Yeah, he was words. just writing. Yeah. There was no audio or video, yeah. but it became pretty popular. And then, so I don't know the time frame when he then came, had this idea about Channel fourteen about a website yeah. that only, that focused strictly on high school sports, and it was really a. You know, brand new. We had no idea. I remember we got the whatever you get the URL or whatever. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. Whatever. Well, did you just it, say why don't you just put it on our site? Like, what? What's the well? You why know, do we I don't it? know if I, I don't think it started on our site like as a link. Did I don't. Yeah. It might have, but I don't think so. I think we did. We had it was its own thing. It was yeah. like a fifth station. Yeah. I always view that as another station. Yeah. And um, I think the TV in him came up with the name, the channel, because mm -hmm. it was going to have video. Yeah. You know, thinking back, no, you know what? Thinking back, he did add video because I remember that's when we had those, those phones, the a flip, flip phone. a little flip yeah. phone that had. We still you, have one downstairs. Right. Yeah. That you can do video. You can take video. Right. You can take like 30 minutes. And that's what he yeah. did. And he would put that up. That's yeah. what he did. And put that on... Like, on the site. On, on the... Right. Yeah. And then when we started, I think, 1450.com, that might have been what he and... They might have used that for a while. But then I remember we bought those big, big like, TV big. cameras, and they'd be... And it was... And they, that, again, start, it had to start with football, I'm pretty sure, in the fall. And it just sort of happened. You know, they do those highlights, and then they... Did you expect much? I had no say, idea what to expect. I just yeah. knew we were spending money on something, <laughs> yeah. and we had no clue how to sell it. It really, kind of just the whole concept preceded the sales part of it. Yeah. But we started to see and hear a lot Traffic, about it, yeah. and try, you know, and we would, they would get stuff up sometimes before the 1030 football frenzy or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it, just, and it was everything, and then those features. Yeah. That ten question Tuesday, the big net, all those became very. And we could, I'm sure, then we could see what was, you know, we got not the analytics like we get today, yeah. but we saw that what was happening there, and then it became, how do we profit from it? Yeah. And that took a while. That took till about you know yeah. three or four really three or four years ago. Even when he. It was starting to happen before he left, but I mean, for the most part. But we had to come up with other ways. Yeah. I mean, we had the yeah. sponsors on there, but we just didn't. You know, it was new. Yeah. And and it, and it stuns me to this day that all the people that reached out to us when this started to be talked about in the industry, and we go to you know conferences and talk about this. That really, and maybe I just don't know, but I don't think there's many other radio groups that do it. No, uh, exactly. And but the key is I I got a lot of, I used to get a lot of calls about it, but I said you need the right people. You've got to have somebody that's wired in yeah. that'll work a TV schedule, hour you know yeah. basically you know what I mean nights, um, and because you know at some point we were looking to do it in Bloomington and Peoria and stuff. Now that never material. Yeah, Decatur we yeah. did that, but you got to have the people. 
And and this is a great high school town because we don't have really a major, you know, if, if, if U of I was here, I'm not so, I'm, I don't know if Channel 1450 would work. Um, but we're lucky in that regard. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then he, that doing that blogging and posting those videos from the flip phone, yeah. that just mushroomed. Bose then didn't get offered a contract. So then he brought him in, and he was crazy. Another but he but did, yeah. yeah it was, but he did great work. Yeah. He was good. He's he sort of wacky, yeah. but he was good. <laughs> and uh, and then they, we just used, you know, in you know interns and stuff. And somehow they got. I never. I would sit. I never knew how they got to all those games. Yeah. But I would sometimes come in at weird hours, you know, and they were here yeah. working, you know, at three in the morning or or whatever. So yeah, that. And that is that. Did I did we say at our awards thing? Is it ten years this this season? We have videos from two thousand eleven from the fall of two thousand eleven. Okay, so yeah, it hit ten years last year. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's when he. Yeah, that's when we started. That's un- unbelievable. Yeah, but now it's easily uh, as I always call it the go to place for high school sports. I mean, they're you know our friends at Sinclair some nights. They don't even run a sports cast, I think. And if they do, it may be about Eastern foot, Eastern Illinois football or something. There's really not much. Their time is very limited, and there's not much on there. I don't even pay attention anymore. I should. I don't even know if last fall they ran a Friday night recap thing. I think A&D does. Excuse me. A&D does indicator. Yeah. I think. But it's now, and, you know, I mean, you're more aware of it than anybody because you're living every day. But, I mean, it's just... That's where people, not only the, you know, when it first started, it was really the kids for, you know, at the beginning. Yeah. That this is cool. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah. We see ourselves. We can go to it right away on our device, whatever, whatever devices were around then. Well, they're, they're all for the most part, but you know, your desktop. And, yeah. Um, but then it became their parents and grandparents. And that's the beauty of it. Because people can live halfway across the world and get on there and still see their relatives, their grandkids, their friends. You know, yeah. they can see what they do. That's the beauty, yeah. to me, of it. It's so widespread. I gotta ask, what was yes. the conversation like in 2020 when everything happens about Channel 1450? Well, you know, I'm truly blessed. There's no question, <laughs> but I have to ask because I mean, that's what a lot of people ask me is right. like, why or how. Well, I don't. I don't know if I've ever told you this. I probably didn't feel it was necessary, but you know, just as a business, I mean, your your reaction to that was, oh my gosh, because I will tell you, when that happened, within two or three weeks, it, I just watched our revenue, yeah. our income, just cut. It got cut in half within two to three weeks. Yeah. I mean, because it's most people, business people, I don't. I don't uh, agree with it. The first thing they want to cut when things go south is their advertising, yeah. which really yeah. should not be the first thing you do. So you should do some other things. But um, uh, there was a phone call to me by Beth. I will I will tell you, and she said, "Kev, we got We're going to have to just stop Channel fourteen fifty. Yeah. And I said, "No, we cannot do that because." You know, in 20, we were, the paper was on the total, on the decline. Yeah. Right? Had, was Roof retired? Yeah. Roof was retired, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that had already yeah. gone down. They maybe, the, had, they maybe had three people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I just, I said, we can't do that because the community needs it. Yeah. Now, we pared back, as you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. No, she and I, and then I... Finagled some other things, and um, we were able, to, you know, and that's a testament to you because I was, you know, uh, the biggest percentage of our revenue is the stations, but that's changing. But I, had, I was worried about that. Yeah, you know, about how do we do this? Yeah. You know, how, what well, you have to pay do? the bills. That is right. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You have a line, like you right. said. Is. Yeah, and so you really just. All I remember is you did those things from your garage, or yeah. and I'm like, holy cow! And we saw that people were still going to it, even though, like, how long was there not a live event? 
Uh, Nine months? Seven months. Seven months. months. Yeah. yeah. There was some, no live event. We got some college stuff. Right. Our, yeah. And like on the radio, we replayed, yeah. you know, broadcasts yeah. and stuff. But for you, but you did a lot of, you know, yeah, that was, that was, I mean, I, you know, I probably, I don't know, now I think back on it and it was, you know, that was a tremendous effort on your part. And it you did about, it all by yourself. It wasn't about the numbers either. It was just it, about putting something out there. Something on it to keep it alive. To make sure that people know right. that it's still there. Yeah, and not go there yeah. and see nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, they changed for three ended. weeks. Yeah, yeah. or end it. Yeah. I mean, and that, you know, and I, I said, we can't do that. Yeah. It's too important to the community. Well, the investment you, and the time that you right. and we had too much in it. put in yeah. for yeah. it. And, I, and that wasn't a hard yeah. sell. I mean, but the initial call, I, but I mean, remember that's, that is, yeah. when we were going through, okay, what are we going to do? Yeah. That was like at the top. Yeah. And I just said, no, we, no, let me, we'll f- figure it out. Yeah. No. And then maybe you, you kept it going. Yeah. I, I, you just did it. I just, because I, I really never saw you. Yeah. No. I mean, we weren't supposed to see you. Yeah, right. Yeah. We, I was in here. Yeah. I was yeah. like the only one here. Yeah. I was in my garage most of the time. Right. <laughs> and that's just yeah. Great. And you had all those coaches and yeah. stuff. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll wrap it up with yeah. people always ask me. What, is, am I on the full podcast? Yeah. Is this just going to be me? Yeah. Is this a little long for a podcast? No, it doesn't okay. Matter. All right. Probably a little bit. Okay. But people, if they don't want to listen, they yeah. Um, what people, we need to run a heavy promotional schedule about this podcast. Yeah, I agree. Right. People always ask me, you know, <laughs> what's next? What can you guys do? And it's like, yeah, I know. it's it's the conversation of you know. We found our niche in terms of high school sports. Right. Like, I agree that we do have co- a lot of college stuff, but, like, do people ask you that? And what do you see as, you know, an opportunity or anything? Well, I never say it'll stay the same because yeah, it, can't. it can't. You always have to be evolving. You come up with ideas. I, you know, I, Derek, I don't know. I could, you know, more of, more, even more live video. Yeah, I think that's You know, and we're going to, I think... We haven't talked about that for. I talked to him I yesterday. Think we're going to do yesterday. that. Yeah. And um, I think that's, you know, because that video, you know, listen, I'm not uh, so naive to think that, I mean, video is where it's at. Video is where it's at on uh, channel, you know, that's what makes it is the video. Mm-hmm. Do I believe in audio? And the spoken, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I think that complements it. I love, yeah. Yeah. and I love when you put the broadcast to yeah. highlights of yeah. big oh, games. Yeah. We do it's great, and so, but yeah, the live video, and we see that coming more and more. I mean, look at I can go outside right now, and if there's an accident, you can go to you know Facebook Live yeah. or or whatever. Do I oh yeah, I think some of it's sort of over, you know, overdone or sort of ignorant sometimes, but. And it's just like, you know, I have, I still have people now, you know, oh, you know, on the radio side, radio's dead, radio's dead. I'm like, it's never been better. (laughs) And because you can listen to it on your phone. I listen on my phone a ton on your, I'll say my Alexa. I wait, I go to sleep with it on. I wake up with it on. Great quality, clear you listen, you know, I'm not ashamed to say from 4.30 to 5.30 in the morning, I listen to WFA in New York because they're an hour ahead and I like Boomer Esiason's morning show just for sports yeah. and controversy. Yeah. <laughs> and so I listen there. I can sit in there and have it on my, fo- my, on my phone, my stereo system, and on my desktop. Yeah. You can have it on your pads. You, I mean, you know, you can. It, it's more mobile than it's ever been. Our app gets tons of traffic, not only for... 1450, but our FMs. I mean, you can take it, and the quality, you know, I took a walk the other day, I got my earbuds in with the app. Yeah. I mean, it's wireless. Yeah. It's tremendous. Um, and even, you know, okay, uh, Color TV was going to be the death of radio. Uh, XM and Sirius, which were separate when they started, you know, no commercials. But then they combined because they were losing so much money. And if I'm not mistaken, there are commercials on there now. And I think that's a great product for people that travel the country and get out. There's no, um, but there's good programming. But as long as there's local content, if you're local in some fashion, which we are on all four, you know, some more than others. But if you provide local content, there'll always be a place for you. Because that's why people listen to Sam in the morning. It's just, it's nothing but local. Yeah. I mean, it may be the bake sale at the Greek church. 
to Senator Durbin. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It's uh-huh. local. Yeah. And and I you know and I I'm not ashamed and I'm not being uh, uh, critical of that. We do more local than anybody. Yeah. I, I think I, you know I because I I do listen to others and that and I'm not not to say that not, you know we run ESPN. Not nine to noon, and we run Cowherd from Fox, and yeah. you know there's a place for that. But local is where it's at, and local is what you can sell. Yeah, and so, you have been able to, and yes. with us yeah. throwing in that right. conversation. Oh, it's great. Yeah, when you throw in Channel fourteen fifty, yeah, there's no question. Yeah, that that's mo- that's the most local does. thing we do. Yeah, because it's twenty four seven. It lives out there. Yeah. I mean, folks, I got to tell you, you know, we added that premium content last year at this time. Yeah, and. Uh, not a whole lot going on in the summers. I mean, Derek and them, they take a little hiatus. They get, you know, get reacquainted with their families, uh, do stuff, prepare. But we still have people every day, yeah. someone subscribes to that. Yeah. There, a day does not go by. There may be a couple, there may be 10. It's amazing yeah. that they still, because they weren't getting really anything real new the last, I mean, they may be, I, you know, not much, but not much. So now we should start seeing it again. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's all about being local is the thing. And as long as I do this, and there were days when you got to fight for that, when you're owned by those bigger outfits that just look to only the bottom line. Mm-hmm. But you can't have a good. I don't think you can have a good bottom line consistently without being local. I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, go to any market. I don't care where it is. It could be Chicago, you know, wherever. Yeah, the ones that win and profit are the ones that provide good local content. Thanks to KO for his time. We could have went another hour or so and probably will at some point. Great conversation with a great guy. You may have noticed no sponsor this week. So if you're interested in being the sponsor of this weekly podcast, go ahead and reach out. Thanks for listening. I will see you next week on the Download with DP as we get into the action of fall sports.